Shipping.net. The Drake men's basketball team continues its homestand tonight against Grambling. The Bulldogs have won six in a row and are 5-0 at home this season. Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco and tackle Donovan Smith both missed practice yesterday as Kansas City continues preparations for Sunday's game against the Patriots. And the Chargers play the Raiders to kick off the NFL week tonight in Las Vegas. Easton Stick will be the starting quarterback for L.A. in place of the injured Justin Herbert. I'm J.D. Haffrey. For the win! From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday, Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Few minutes, we'll get to uh, Dave Sinekin from Zone Coverage. Uh, take a look at one of our four regional teams, the Packers, who certainly before Monday night seemed to be trending in a playoff direction. That was a setback against the Giants. Uh, the Vikings, um, their win, as bad as it was. Do you give them a chance against Cincinnati? I mean, yeah. I, I do too. The, that defense is playing ridiculously They're really well. well. Yeah. I'm with you. Against a quarterback with not a whole lot of experience in yep. Browning, yep. this is going to be a step up there. You know, these are three pretty intriguing games on Saturday. Even yeah. the middle game's not bad. Uh, by the way, Matt Campbell apparently is meeting with the media as we speak as Alec Bussey is tweeting up a storm. Okay. Uh, here's the latest. Um, when it comes to TJ Tampa, TJ Tampa's practicing. Mm-hmm. Campbell says he has not had a conversation uh, pursuant to TJ Tampa opting out of the bowl game. So if there is a conversation to come, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, he does not expect anybody to opt out. So I mean, I'm, it's surprising on one mm-hmm. hand. On another hand, it's an Iowa State player, and they seem to love to play football right. and wear that Iowa State uniform and um, – well, so we'll see. The other news, I guess, is Verdon is 50-50, uh, but he's, I mean, trending certainly more positive than he was. He has a chance to play, apparently, according to Matt Campbell, so we'll uh, keep you updated should any more nuggets come out of the press conference that is uh, going on. That's good. TJ Tampa. Yep. Where's TJ Tampa? You are more of a mock draft guy than I. Where do you I see, see him? a lot of second and third round picks? They love his size. Day two guy. Yeah, day two guy. Not certainly not a day one. Although I did see one mock draft with him in it. Um, but yeah, I would be. No, I don't think he's a first round pick. But a second, yeah, second or third round pick uh, for him. Um, he had a great career. Yes, he really did. He had a nice career. And again, six foot two. On the uh, uh, NFL loves their big corners. <laughs> And they've certainly, they might find one in TJ Tampa. Uh, dude, that was what, a wide receiver coming out? That's what they thought. And that's where he started, right? Before they moved him so, over yeah, defensively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that certainly worked out well for him. Mm-hmm. Tried um, to do that with Darian Cooper. And it's okay. And honestly, special teams, he was really good. He at, was. I at six foot four, it's just, you never. Yeah, it's too, it's, six two is good. Six yeah. three, six four, not very often. And he was okay. Yep. And like you said, special teams, but it's just so odd. Yet, you know when you watch him, when he is playing cornerback, and he got, what, 8 to 12 kind of snaps mm-hmm. a game, usually cornerback, a lot of dime packages and the thing like that. He doesn't look 6'4 when he's playing cornerback. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I never th- thought of it that way. <laughs> you see but... number 10 out there, and like, yeah. he 
doesn't look so, I yeah. maybe it's just your eyes playing tricks on you because you're just not used do to you, seeing that guy. Do you guy. like the Liberty Bowl as far as an Iowa State from an Iowa State perspective? Uh not especially. I do like the over in the game. Do you? That is one thing that I do what, really what like. What was the number at? Do you remember? I can't remember offhand. I can pull it up here quickly. But that was the one angle as I was uh, taking a look and started to do my first handicapping of the bowl season. You mentioned the Action Network that... The opt-outs? What Stucky has done there, that guy is incredible putting that all together. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Yes, it is. But that was one of the leans that I had was... 57.5 is where it is right right now. now. And I think it was a tick lower maybe even when I first looked at it. So maybe a bit of steam there. Memphis has been involved in some crazy games. So they stink defensively. Uh, This is going to be maybe even more of a Rocco Beck coming out party. Hmm. They're going to be able to put up some monster, monster yards here. They have to get into some player props, though we can't do them in the state of Iowa. Yeah, can't put them in the state of Iowa. Do you think we'll ever get back to that? I No, I don't. I, I think we might have been trending in that direction and then may happen. Right. So I would think that the brakes have been tapped a little bit when it comes to that. Um we shall see. Of course, uh, KXNO will be there. Justin Miller, Sean Roberts on the ground in Memphis covering that game. Uh, that is a December 29th, which I want to say is a Friday or Thursday. Um, it's the 29th is what it is. Uh, but uh, KXNO will be there the, uh, with the crew. It is a Friday. Uh, Justin and Sean and Ross Peterson is headed to Orlando uh, for coverage of Iowa's game against Tennessee. Iowa is about a... Oh, a 10-point dog or somewhere in that vicinity. Um, I want to, is, is it still 10, Trent? Or is it still 8 7.5, 8.5. It fluctuates uh, somewhere in, the, in those margins. Let's get Dave Sindik in, in here, zonecoverage.com, as we take a look at one of our regional teams. Dave, uh, good to talk to you. Happy holidays, as always, to you and yours. Um, I, I'm anxious to hear uh, your take on what happened on, on Monday night. That was a whole lot of yuck, in my opinion, when it comes to the Packers. I didn't see a Packer that stood out in a positive way. Maybe you did, but boy, oh boy, that feels like one that they'll look back on. And if it doesn't end with a, a postseason bid, uh, you can look to that Monday nighter against the Giants, maybe. Yeah, hey guys, good to talk to you. Um, all right, if you want to dig deep, I'll say Tucker Craft kind of emerged at tight end. Okay, um, yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm grasping a little. Yeah, it was a failure on all three levels. and You know, whether they uh, were patting themselves on the back for putting on a good show for Taylor Swift the week before, reading their press clippings. Um, yeah, just a, a failure on all three levels. And I actually thought the offense was the least culpable, even though, Jordan Love clearly didn't play well, didn't look comfortable. Um, you can assign a lot of reasons for that. One, he's a first-year starting quarterback who's going to have ups and downs. Uh, but if you want to tune up the excuse meter a little bit, you know, he is playing without his best running back, his best receiver, his best tight end, you know, the receiver in Watson who can stretch a defense, the running back in Jones who can beat you so many ways. So mm-hmm. the offense was limited. But the defense, to, to let Tommy DeVito look like Josh Allen, especially down the stretch, and not blitz him, not put him on the ground once for a guy who was being sacked 16% of the times he was dropping back. And then special teams mistakes and penalties that have just been an ongoing thing that just drive me crazy. But yeah, it was was just a flat, dud performance. Teams have them. Look at the Dolphins the same night. I mean, Mm -hmm. it happens. But in light of the way this team was trending and the positive vibes they were uh, getting, I think they lost a lot of that uh, with what they put on the field on Monday night. And 
not going to get any easier Sunday on a short week with a team that's uh, right now a vision leader. Yep. Throw the ball down, got the touchdown, didn't get the two-point conversion late in the game before, of course, the Giants responded there. Jordan Love was not a great game, but still, that is something to add to the resume, right? A fourth-quarter drive, though, it didn't end in a win. Got him down there, got the touchdown on the board, and gave them the lead in a night where he was struggling. I think that says something. How about you, Dave? No, I do. I think it's a big point. As, as rocky as that game was all night long, they got the gift. They got the, the Saquon Barkley fumble that was returned in the positive territory, and now you have a chance to steal a game that you probably have no you, know, you had no deserve to win, and Love got you there. He got you the lead with 90 seconds left, and now you're just turning to your defense to just you know keep them out of field goal range or make as much uh, noise as you can to make things difficult. And they just it was just embarrassing how easy it was for the Giants to, to do that. So yes, positive vibes for sure for Love to do that on a rough night on the road, prime time uh, to, to take that team into the lead in the final minute. You lose sight of that because of the way the game ended, but I know the Packers' uh, front office and coaches certainly uh, noticed it, and uh, that's a notch in his belt. Four games left. Obviously, if they go 3-1, and one, you feel pretty good, because they're in the playoffs, even despite that stinker on Monday night. They are still the seventh seed. Buccaneers at home this weekend. You go to the worst team in the league statistically, uh, and of the Panthers, record-wise. They won one game. Then that New Year's Eve game, which is just going to be a dinger uh, at Minnesota. Before you finish with the Bears at Lambeau Field, and the Bears, while well, their season will be over at that point, we think um there's not a, so fast, i know you, you you're tapping the brakes on that <laughs> one you have been all week i i, I you made your point i think it's, you, there is a pathway uh but schedule wise dave it's setting up for you know you go three and one you're probably going to the postseason yeah i think that's a done deal uh, i i just had this weird feeling not to get trent too much into a lather but <laughs> you could almost see history repeating itself final week of the year here come the bears with nothing to play for They've already got the number one pick, thanks to the Panthers, so they don't mind winning, and they can try to, you know, put a little pinprick in their balloon and their ah. playoff by by finally winning a game at Lambeau. Bears are going to beat Cleveland this week. I mean, they are starting to play like a real football team. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to put Week 18 in the W column just yet, despite the fact that. Uh, Green Bay has owned that team for decades, and I'd love to walk through those games with Trent if he'd like. Um, <laughs> We're good. But, <laughs> I figured so. no, Can we go back I, to the I 80s? Think, <laughs> yeah, no, that's way too far back for me. I was in college then. That was painful. Um, yeah, no, 3-1 and one they're in. 2-2, two and two, I think they have a chance because of some of the tiebreakers. But, again, I want to make the playoffs. I want to see this team play a playoff game or two. That'd be great. Uh, but I, it still just seems like it's a long shot from when the way this season started. Uh, but, yes, the way the schedule breaks, if they take care of business the next two weeks and split those two division games, they should be in the postseason. It's Tampa this week, an old NFC Central rivalry oh, renewed. Battle of the Bays. Absolutely. Getting together here. Tampa currently a playoff team as they hold the tiebreaker edge in the NFC South. What concerns you most when you look at this Tampa team? Mike Evans mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and what he might do. I don't think Jair Alexander is going to play it again. It just doesn't sound... We'll get more clarity as practice starts today. They didn't practice yesterday, but it doesn't sound like he's coming back. So that that matchup um, concerns me for sure against the young cornerbacks. Um, and so does Rashad White, who's become a real uh, target out of the backfield as a pass catcher. He can break a run now. And you know, Green Bay's had success against Tampa. They've had success against Baker Mayfield. 
no matter what uniform he's wearing. But uh, this one's a little dangerous for me. I, I'm surprised with three-and-a-half-point favorites. That seems a little rich, uh, considering it's a short week. I understand it's a bounce-back spot. But I think Tampa Bay can stress Green Bay with that offense. Uh, I, I guess I'm just down on Green Bay's defense and just seeing the lack of the pass rush, the lack of the commitment to stopping the run, and seeing a frisky Tampa Bay team that's not very good and the roster's not as good top to bottom as Green Bay's, I don't believe. Um, but I think Green Bay has got to be on their game. Uh, they've got to keep those least to a minimum and obviously the turnovers, which really killed them Monday. It's something they were so good at. Uh, if you give Tampa Bay a couple extra possessions, that might cost you. But their secondary is banged up. If, if Love bounces back and has any healthy receivers to throw to, uh, I still give Green Bay a good chance to win. Uh, is there any chance? So let's go through them. Jones, Watson, and Dylan would all be questionable. Of that trio, who's the most likely in your mind to play? Well, I think Dylan's probably the most likely. I do think Aaron Jones may play. I don't know how much Aaron Jones will get. I'm pretty sure Christian Watson will not play. Okay. Uh, there's also concerns that uh, Dontavian Wicks uh, escaped a high ankle sprain, but the ankle might keep him out. Jane Reed, Reed also yeah. uh, escaped injury. It sounds like he's not in the concussion protocol, and, and he should be good to go. None of them are 100%. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say Dylan and the, the backfield's likely to be represented in full. But beyond that, uh, this early in the week, it's it's hard to know for sure. One thing I uh, saw you wrote about over at zonecoverage.com is the special teams. And a lot of times, certainly in the NFL, it's just kind of one of those forgotten things, unless you're ridiculous like Aubrey kicking field goals for the Cowboys, trying to break records over there. It's just such a forgotten unit at the next level. What's gone wrong there? And Dave, it seems like this is a conversation that comes up with a, a lot point, in the Packers. Yes, it's true. Uh, the Packers organization has been awful at special teams probably for the last 20 years, and mm. uh, they never really devoted a whole lot of attention to it. They, um, they didn't find a special teams coordinator with any chops. They didn't put salary into it. And that really changed the last couple of years. You bring over Rich Basaccia, the former interim head coach with the Raiders, uh, who had been the special teams coach there, they're paying him over $2 million a year. He's Jeez. the highest-paid special teams coordinator, and um, you know he's sort of hand-picked guys in the last two off-seasons. You've seen Green Bay make really small moves in the off-season without cap money, but they spent money to fortify special teams with guys like Dallin Levitt, who was a safety for the Raiders who spent a couple years here, and they cut him after just one too many penalties mid-season this year. They did find Keyshawn Nixon last year. That was another Bisaccia favorite who has been, uh, was an all-pro last year, but uh, had a, a rough game the other night. Um, what's, what's really frustrating to me is this is supposed to be the best special teams coach around, and there are penalties on virtually every punt play the Packers are associated with. I understand he's rolling with a rookie kicker and a rookie punter, so I'm not going to go too far down that road, though both those guys struggled uh, on Monday night. But the undisciplined play on special teams is a real problem for me, and I don't care what his pedigree is. I don't care how much he's being paid. Uh, they are not at all getting their money's worth with Rich Passaccia right now. Uh, ZoneCoverage.com is where you can read Dave Sinekin. Have you started working on your Dogs of the Week yet for your betting column? Yeah, I'm getting uh, a lot of good luck with Trent's favorite team. I've rolled with them lately, <laughs> and I have a feeling they're going to be one of my three again this week. You like them again this week, huh? What's the number against the Brownies? Three and a half three as and a half. Uh, Circa Millions just came out with their line, and I, too... 
We'll be playing the Bears again this week, plus three in the hook. Dave Sinekin, happy holidays. Likely won't talk to you next week, but uh, certainly appreciate what you've done for us, continue to do for us, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Dave. You got it. Happy holidays, guys. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Dave Sinekin. ZoneCoverage.com as we take a look at one of our regional teams. How many, um, do we get three? Three of the four in? Yes. Either the Bears, Packers, or Vikings, two of those three. And, of course, the Chiefs are in. Mm Mm-hmm. That'd be yep. good. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Bears have a path. I, I agree. There is now. It's yeah, yeah. There's a path. What if it comes down to the Packers Bears? Oh, how winner wonderful. winner goes to the playoffs. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Sunday night. A Sunday night football. Uh, that game's at Lambeau, is it not? It is. Yes. Sunday night because we've seen January games at Lambeau before. Remember the Giants game? The Giants mm-hmm. and the Packers. Tom Coughlin with no freaking hat on. Face was going to fall off. Yeah. It was so red. Yeah, didn't wear, wouldn't wear a hat. I don't know. Don't get it. Anyways, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll head to Lincoln next. Catch up with our buddy Stephen M. What's he hearing about Scott Frost? Is there anything to it from the Nebraska angle? Does they have something that we don't know? We'll ask them when we come back. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106. To score this deal. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's good to have Rush on If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528- Nikki Haley for president. 
It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, let's catch up with our old buddy Stephen M. Sipple from On3 Media. Husker Online uh, is the site there, part of On3. A lot of uh, news being made in Nebraska, perhaps this weekend, with a five-star Dylan Rayola who had committed to Georgia, apparently. Kyle McCord left Ohio State. He was going to visit Lincoln this weekend. Apparently that visit has now been canceled. Does that mean Rayola is a done deal? Here's the guy with all the answers. He's Stephen M. Sipple. Hello, Sip. Happy holidays, brother. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So uh, what what do you make of McCord backing out of his visit and uh, Rayola's apparently still coming? Does this lead you to believe that, um, uh, that it's just a matter of when Rayola uh, makes it official that he's going to be a Husker, or are we getting ahead of ourselves? Oh, I think in, I think in, these, in this world... And in the world of five-star quarterbacks, you have to leave some wiggle room in these conversations. I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, it looks like Nebraska's got a great shot. Um, it's been a, it's been tumultuous here. I mean, but it does. Now, I guess to answer your question, just staying on Rayola, he's set to visit this weekend. Um, all of the sudden, he came back into play. Nobody really knows why. Um, really, we don't. I mean, nobody, I don't know that anybody knows exactly why he's back in Nebraska. Uh, why why he's back in play, but he is. And he is, you know, there's, I, you know, we've reported it on three that he's going to visit. And I think that visit's still on. So, but I'm, again, I'm not. It's the tumult this week here with McCord with Dylan Rayola, and then with Daniel Kalen, who was a committed quarterback here from Bellevue West. Yeah, that's the local kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, all that tumult has kind of made me gun-shy from um, just making a lot of, abs- you know, stating things in an absolute way. I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty much a lock that McCord was going to be here, okay? But that changed. See, what happened was, and, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't expect – um, Iowa fans to follow this stuff that closely, but the the nutshell version of what's going on is Nebraska looked like they had Kyle McCord, you know, and everybody, you, you know, your 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 listenership knows who Kyle McCord sure. is, the Ohio State quarterback. So that that looked like a done deal until just out of the blue, literally out of the blue, came this incredible news, and I, I just started picking up. Oh, I heard you got some texts on Sunday. Yeah, I think you broke it locally in Nebraska, did you not? <clears throat> well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe Husker Online did. I didn't myself, but um, yeah, it's hard to tell anymore who breaks what because everybody <laughs> follows it within about seven seconds. So, but it, anyway, the the um, so we I, we started getting I started getting wind of it from from people that that Rail is back in play. I was just I didn't believe it at first, but it was true. And and then Monday got really strange. I mean, then Monday it it came out. You know, the news came out. I guess you'd say officially 
that that Rayola is indeed back in play. McCord hit town on Monday, okay? Um, met with NIL people on Tuesday. And by, I guess, yesterday, he was out, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, it was wild. It's been wild. It is. And following the back and forth here, I got a theory I want to run past you, Sip. And every once in a while, I like to put on my tinfoil cap and see what comes up. When we heard Matt Rule talking about it's going to take one and a half to two million dollars for a good portal uh, quarterback, was that him signaling to everybody out there, we're open for business and we got money? Hmm. Am, am I crazy here, or is it at least no? You're not. Yeah, I. I no. That's how I read it. Hey, we got the money, and give us a call. We're we're ready over here. I no, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put my tinfoil hat on too with you. But right. It's yeah, it almost seemed like it because. Hell, give me one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So put put it on, because what happened is he did. He had that press conference. He said it during the press conference to the media corps. It wasn't long after that where his offensive coordinator basically hopped on a jet and scoured the country uh, for, you know, visiting quarterback to quarterback. He went to Blake Shapin at Baylor. He, he went to, well, he went to Sam Levitt first. It was a Monday, December 5th. Um, Monday, December 5th, the, the tour started with Sam Levitt. And it actually started sat- that Saturday, I guess. They met with Will Howard, hmm. you know, who Will Howard at Kansas State. So they, they met with Will Howard. And then on Monday, they met with Sam Levitt at Michigan State. And then Tuesday, it was Blake Shapin Jeez. at Baylor. And then in, on the same day, Tuesday, the plane went to Columbus, Ohio, to meet with Kyle McCord. And I talked to his dad. I talked to Derek McCord that after we got wind that that was happening. Then then the plane went to Pullman, Washington, and they met with Cam Ward. So, I mean, I can imagine this conversation that Rule had with Satterfield after this year where, again, I don't expect Iowa fans to understand what happened at Nebraska, but it was a – Nebraska led the country in turnovers with 31, and the quarterbacks were directly responsible for 25 of them. It's ridiculous. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. And I, I can imagine Rule saying that Satterfield, I don't care what – I don't care if you have to – Scour the earth on a private jet. Find a quarterback. Okay, find one. And he did. It looked like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it, it, it then it kind of blew up. And it's not. It's not going. It doesn't look like it's going to be McCord. He's moved on. So yeah, it's been. But your tinfoil hat thing. Yeah. I mean, look at the guys they looked at, Trent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McCam Ward's a two million dollar quarterback. Jesus. Yeah, he's a $2 million quarterback. I would say McCord is a million-dollar quarterback mm-hmm. in this market. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're, not, we're not being irresponsible here. The head coach at Nebraska threw out numbers, $1 million, yeah. one five. Yeah. That's what you got to pay. Now, think about it this way. If you want to get provocative, um, what if Nebraska did got, get McCord and Dylan Rayola? You're, pay, you're paying two guys a million. <laughs> you're probably paying two a million. You got one standing there making a million. Not playing. Standing there, yeah. You can't play them both at the same time, Sip. That's a great point. That's unbelievable. Oh, it's fascinating to see how this is, this whole thing is going to uh, to shake out. So, when when does the Rayola news? I mean, best case scenario, everything goes well this weekend, and he's part of the program as what? Quick decision? I'd say Saturday or okay. Sunday. I mean, yeah, I think 
that's what we are. I mean, we're kind of gearing for at Husker Online. Um, and maybe before then, maybe a little after, I don't know. I mean, but I'm, again, I'm not, I was in that like 90%, 95% range that it was a lock earlier this week. And I'm probably down a little bit on that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll see. I, it's, it's, pre, it's been pretty volatile. So yeah, yeah, if I was a Nebraska fan, I'd be kind of nervous right now. Um, hopefully it'll work out for him. Hopefully it'll work out for Matt Rule. It feels like a lot of this has just been kind of dropped in his lap. You know, like, mm-hmm. you got to deal with it. Um, so let's see how it shakes out. Oof. What else are they shopping for in the portal? How much flexibility do they have? I mean, just a, a rough estimate of numbers. Are they looking at you know, four or five guys? Are they looking double digits? How many transfer portal candidates and what position groups make the most sense outside of quarterback? Small number. They're way over on their roster. They, I mean, it's an 85-man scholarship limit, right? 85 scholarships. Nebraska's about 15 over. Jeez. So, wow. no. <laughs> I was two yeah. over. I thought they were in trouble. <laughs> no, 15 here. Um, <laughs> so, the number's really small in terms of what they're, they're – and, and see, here's the interesting thing. It's really fascinating here. Nebraska's not having guys jump in. I mean, you look at the Big Ten and look at the numbers. They're pretty big. How, how many guys are going in the transfer portal in the Big Ten? But then look at Nebraska. I mean, they bring down the average by a lot. I think it, it says six on there, but a couple of them were guys that, like, left in October. I mean, they've only had three or four guys go in. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's – there might be one or two more would be it. So not many going in. Now the big name to watch, and it's a big one. In my opinion, maybe not yours. Oh, yeah, it would be at, you, at your place because you don't have receivers either. <laughs> um, Ju- Julian Fleming has visited here. Julian Fleming was, the, like I would say, number three receiver, number four receiver at Ohio State. Five-star recruit, broke every state record in Pennsylvania as a high school kid. Had a pretty good career at Ohio State, but played behind you know, some great re- receivers there. Um, he was the three or four guy this year. He, he caught 80 passes there over four years. Um, he's a big kid, um, 6'2", 210. And, you know, kind of predictably, he, the fourth receiver at Ohio State would be the number one guy in Nebraska. So, now, we don't know. Now, he's not tied to McCourt. So, it's not like he, the Fleming ship has sailed because the McCord ship sailed. Right. No, he's – they can – I think he's – he visited here, and I still think they have a pretty good chance at Julian Fleming. Uh, Sip, our final couple of minutes with you. Let's uh, switch to basketball. Uh, Trent and I were talking about it earlier, uh, talking about the Big 12, and then we got to how deep it is, and perhaps double-digit teams may qualify, <coughs> hear their name on Selection Sunday, which is not without the realm of possibility. Then we switched over to the Big 10. Huh. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, I watched the uh, some of the um, certainly the second half. Uh, they went to the locker room up in the Twin Cities. Nebraska did with a comfortable lead. That didn't last very long in the second half. And then I saw some of the Michigan State Nebraska game from last week that uh, Nebraska pulled away a little bit down the stretch. But the conference overall, Sip, where does Nebraska fit into it at this point? They're one and one uh, with the with the uh, win over Sparty, who's still looking for their first win of the in conference play. What's uh, what's the I guess prospects for Hoiberg? squad this year? Uh, they look middle of the pack. Okay. Um, 
in a you know in a, in a league that doesn't look very good, middle of the pack. They, I mean, man, it was a big win for Fred because they not only had they lost to Minnesota the game before that they lost on Nebraska lost on its home court to Creighton by thirty. I mean, so now I would tell you that the Wolves were, you know, Fred. The, the, he could hear wolves out in the distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost by 30 to Creighton, okay, on the home court. It's a big rivalry here, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tense. Yep. It's an intense, I mean, an intense rivalry. Um, lost by 30. Can't emphasize it enough. 29, okay. And then and then, they, then, they, then the second half was a disaster against Minnesota. I mean, it was a – I mean, I give Minnesota a lot of credit. I mean, some people portray it as a Nebraska meltdown. I really don't. I – Minnesota played like I don't know what that coach Johnson said to his guys at halftime, but they played like their lives depended on winning in the second half. And I don't think Nebraska was quite ready for it. Well, they weren't clearly. If you watch, I would, I would, it would be sort of an interesting like human study for you to go watch the second half and tell me and watch Minnesota's level of effort, which I've seldom seen an effort level in any sporting event like Minnesota played the second half. Every possession, like their life, depended on. Mm. Um, it was amazing to watch for me. Anyway, um, but they beat Michigan. Nebraska beats Michigan State. Huge, because if they lose that game, I mean that's three straight, and Michigan State's down. Um, and yeah, Fred would be feeling some heat. He, he kept the Wolves at bay. They're out. They're out in the prairie right now. You know, they're kind of they're turn back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, turn back to Wolves. I was one of the Wolves, by the way. <laughs> yeah, bad. Did he turn back? Um, so, yeah, good good for Fred. They play Kansas State on uh, Sunday. And he's got a pretty good team here. It's pretty good. And like I say, middle of the pack, Big Ten. We'll see what that gets. Yeah, Tominaga's got another level he's got to get to, I think. Uh, and he certainly has that uh, capability. Hey, Sip, listen, we're out of time, brother. Uh, I know Nebraska and I will, will play on a Friday night, uh, second week in January, so I'm assuming we'll uh, be in your text messages at some point before then. But thanks for jumping on. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours and the uh, crew over at uh, Husker Illustrated. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. You guys are, I mean, really amazing. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Sip. Take care. All right, see you. Yep, Stephen M. Sipple uh, from On3 Media. 12.45, Trent's Plays of the Day. Coming up next, it's Miller & Con, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. By Pfizer. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-225. 8866 for a free estimate or go online at wolfproof event center get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips circa sports iowa is where the pros play enjoy the highest limits lowest takeouts and competitive betting menus download fund and bet from anywhere in iowa circa sports iowa Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1 800 bets off. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moyne Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent's Play of the Day coming up momentarily. 
Pretty good chance Iowa State's going to play at Arrowhead Stadium next year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Kansas, the Jayhawks, uh, what's uh, Booth Memorial? Something like that. Memorial Stadium. Their stadium in Lawrence is undergoing a massive renovation, about a half a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. And while the thought was it was going to be ready in time for 2024, apparently that is not the case. And they are trying to make arrangements to play the majority, if not all, of their season uh, at Arrowhead. And Iowa State plays the is supposed to, uh, supposed to play uh, in Lawrence next year, so that game is probably ticketed for Arrowhead Stadium. Cyclone wow. fans, uh, clip and save that one to see if that's indeed where it goes. But um, as of today, uh, according to Heartland College Sports, it is trending in that direction. It will not be ready. Trent's ready to make some plays. Circus Sports sponsor the plays of the week or the day rather. We're going over on the Cox tonight. Jacksonville State makes their way up to Wisconsin over one twenty-five and a half. Yes, a Wisconsin over. By the way, you had two really good plays yesterday. Not only did they cover, they, they won, won outright. outright. UNL. UNLV and Arky State. Uh, you could have got UNLV on the money line 8-1. to one. They clobbered Creighton. I got a text uh, before the game from buddy Tom Steffes. Yeah. He was having a beer with a friend. Yeah, I heard Condon on radio say that UNLV was a play. He said, do you really believe it? Yeah, I really believe that. He hopped aboard with me. Good for him. And another satisfied customer. <laughs> Over Jacksonville State, Wisconsin. Give me Drake tonight, 22 and a half. Grambling's terrible. You going to watch any of it? Maybe a little. ESPN Plus. Yeah. Morgan and Emenecker. Uh, give me the, the Raiders tonight. I'll lay the three. Trent, I think that's the play, clearly. Yeah. I don't like favorites, as you know, certainly in but prime time. But it's Easton Stick. And the Chargers. Going to be worse than Justin Herbert. And Keenan Allen's not playing. He's not. That was that was the, what that pushed me over when that was announced last night, I think, uh, is what I saw. Yesterday at some point. Yeah, yeah, I put that play in. And give me the Warriors tonight. Play without Draymond. Circle in the wagons. Win one for the Gipper. Is that window closing? Oh, it is. I think it is, too. Absolutely. They got that brand new spanking arena in San Francisco. Oof. And it was pricey. And Curry, I don't know how many more years he got left. Handful? Yeah. Still playing at a high level. He is. No, he's not the problem. It's been Clay Thompson's terrible step back. Get the five and a half. I will take the Warriors five and a half. Raiders minus three. The Bulldogs tonight minus 22 and a half. Over 125, Jacksonville State, Wisconsin. All right, Murph and Andy are coming up next. The Drive with Heather and Sean, 3 to 6. Tomorrow's radio starts at 6 a.m. with the morning rush. Have a great day. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.